Today's podcast is sponsored by the Center for Disease Control. Disease is crazy dude. Good thing the center is holding it down. Thanks for joining us at the Anecdotal Experience. Go to Little Kim's Facebook page and see how many of your friends like Little Kim. I'm sure you'll be very surprised. Hey, good to have you. Today we have Dan Sabri. Dan Sabri, funny guy from Dayton, tells us how to take the bad that's been done to you, the negative energy you receive, and then not return it to someone who doesn't deserve it. Because it feels good to be miserable with another person. But maybe you can give them joy and you can share that joy together. It doesn't feel as good as the misery, but in the long term, it will. Man, it's good. You're gonna like this episode. You're gonna learn a lot. We have free t-shirts, free t-shirts for everyone that leaves an iTunes review and then posts their favorite episode on Facebook. Get a free t-shirt, give me your size, add me on Facebook, give me your number, 574-527-3094. That's my number, call me, whatever, let's do it. I love you guys for being here, Dan Sabri. Let's hit it, kiss kiss. Engaged with people. That's why I really like making eye contact during my sets. Yeah, definitely. That's yeah. a great. That's you should do. I've done it in conversation. Like I used to not do it in conversations. Like I would look down a lot. And I still do some of it. I do all the time. Man. But I, I try really hard to like engage. Like I've been really? going on. I've been going on a lot of dates with girls recently. Nice. Which I've never really done before. Like you on I, Tinder? Uh, no, I actually recently just deleted Tinder. Well, then how are you hooking up, dog? I'm just talking to the ladies in person. That's what you should do. I don't oh. even like texting or like internet stuff, so okay. I hate that shit. But like, and I don't like, a lot of girls my age fucking suck. <laughs> like, Whoa, put it out there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. but like everybody does my age, you know what I mean? Like I've just yeah. had, I just had some experiences. You're, like, a, you're a stinker to a girl. I'm a stinker to some Yeah, girl. Well, everybody's been yeah. a stinker. I've been a stinker yeah. a lot. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not man. saying I'm better than anybody. Yeah. But I'm saying like at 22, like I have, I'm very self-aware of, I think now. Yeah. And I think I'm more clear on like what I want in life. And okay. I want someone that's also like that. Maybe not necessarily know exactly what they want, but like I think I have an idea of where I want to go with life and then we can like do stuff together. Okay. And so like if you're that at whatever age. Right. Then that's what I'm into. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. But some people are like, I'm going to college for graphic design and we're going to be a graphic designer and that's cool. I'm happy for you. Yeah. And stuff like that. But then they say like, like when girls are like, I won't sleep with someone on the first date. Okay. Which, if you don't want to sleep with someone on the first date, if that's your general rule, I 100% respect that. Absolutely. Do what's right for you. But saying you're never going to do it is you're closing yourself off to experiences. Because what, what happens if the date goes amazing? We hit it off amazing. We just end up having sex. Like, right. Like, it's not that important to me, but saying that, like, I'm not going to do that. Like, what else are you not going to do? Because you've decided you're yes. not going to do it's, it. It's, uh, it's, not about, it's not about the fact that they say they're not going to have sex with you on the first day and you're not going to get laid. It has nothing to do with no, that. No, because I'm not, I'm not looking to get laid. Right. Like, I'm not very sexually driven, so it doesn't matter to me. Right. Like, if I get laid, fuck yeah, I got laid. But if right. it's not, oh, I had a fun time, you yes. know? But to say that this will never happen because I've decided it will never happen, I think is a bad way to live your life. Yeah, and that you're, what they're really saying is this is the type of person I am, and then you're saying, I don't care that you're not, that's cool, whatever, but the fact that you're closed off for it, like yeah. from it and you have that sort of principle, I'm not attracted. Yeah, it's like if, if you're saying at any point with any given situation in your life, I'm done with a thing, right. you're not, because you're, you're not the same person you were yesterday, so why would you hang on to something that's antiquated and not important? I think though there are some times. Here, I'll stand up for... No, I mean, there are some right. times where girls are maybe like, Maybe they did hit it off with a guy right. really well, and they thought it was amazing. They thought, because I think when you go out with a date with a girl, you're like, oh, this could be something. You know, yeah. you project a little bit in right. the future. You're like, For what sure. could this be like if this is goes of the way? Of course you do. Who who doesn't? Yeah. And so maybe they did do that. Maybe they trusted this guy and he yeah. fucked him over. And yeah. that, absolutely, if, if, if you decide I'm not going to do that anymore, right. then absolutely, I understand. But if you're saying like, 
no matter the circumstance, no matter the situation, I'm yeah. not going to do this one thing. But sometimes you need to put those boundaries on yourself. You got to yeah. have that governor. Yeah. And I, I mean, can respect that. Yeah, I mean, I can respect it too, but like when, like on their bio, if they're like, we're not going to sleep together on the first day. Oh, then you're just, then no. it's like, <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> right. Okay. It's just like, I didn't even, who asked? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's the thing. And there right. are some monster dudes out there that just there try. There are. And, and, that's, they, and, and that's another thing. That's I've another thing too. Guys. I've been one of those guys. You, you put it on the bio? Trying to, <laughs> I mean, trying to get it in? When I first got um, out of my relationship, I was, I went on a tear, 17 girls, 38 days. What's up? And, um, wow. How did you, how did you hook all that up, man? T- that's when I was using Tinder. <laughs> you were just, wow. You just swiping right to everyone and then just filtering. Uh, from no, there? I was like pretty picky. Wow, man. But like, I had just lost like a bunch of weight. So I was like, didn't really give a shit. <laughs> like, you I look was, good. Thank you. And so like, I got to think I got a cute face. So I think girls were like, yeah, this guy's, you know, and I'm funny and nice. So I think like. I can be charmed, not over the phone, not at all, but like, no. but like in person. Cause I always ask like within like the first six hours of us talking, I ask if we want to get together. Cause that's another thing. If people aren't willing to meet, yeah, which I understand them not wanting to meet, yeah. but if you don't want to, like if you're just ta- like, I don't want to be dragged along for two weeks talking to this girl. Maybe I get into it just through that. And then we never meet. That's a waste of time. And it's yeah. frustrating for me. So like, let's, if you want to meet, let's meet. And I also like that. Like, yeah, why the hell not that kind right. of attitude? I, okay. Here's what I'll say about that. I had a similar attitude as well. When I, I was, I would cut to the chase quickly because mm-hmm. I thought, let's just, whatever, who cares? I'm not going to do this kind of waste time. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll message me one day later or something. Right. Like, I'm not, I'm not trying to play with that. Um, so I, I would set it up quick. All right. And that was kind of my thing. Kind of like what you were saying. I was, I was like, I'm not going to get strung along. It's not how I do it. Mm -hmm. So I would set it up quick, set it up quick one time and really went out with this girl and did, didn't like her. So I'm like spending an evening with a girl I do not like. Yeah. Which I'm like, you know what? Maybe next time. Just like. Message back and forth for a while. Yeah, Maybe I think not. But to me, it's like, I've done that too, where there's a girl, I'm like, oh, you suck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, she was a dud. But, like, it, I mean, and I'm sure I was a stinker to her. Oh, absolutely. And I'm like, sure it's two way street. But right. I think to me, it's a little selfish. I'm like, all right, this is a person that I don't like. I don't think she likes me. Right. How can I make her like me? What and do you mean? Like what can like what can I find in her that I find kind of interesting despite like overall just not being interested? Totally. And that's exactly what I did as well. And just do that. And it's like kinda like, well, you do this in stand up. So it's like yeah. and it's good just to do that, just to get like to be cool with as many people as you can be, even if you're like, I wouldn't hang out with you ever again. Right. To but, figure out how to become the person they want you to be. Right. Like I hung out with these two girl this girl twice within like three days. And like the first date went well, the second date, like we just were not feeling each other. Like it was mutual. Like we could definitely tell. Like we wait, were... wait, okay. Let's uh, let's talk about this. Let's um, you go. Okay, I want to know recording? this. Yeah, yeah, oh, totally cool. <laughs> um, but I want to talk about this. You go on a date with a girl the first time, mm-hmm. and then you hit it off. Yeah, but the second time doesn't go as well. Right. Tell tell me about that. How well does it go to the first time? The first time was great. Like I was like, we were cracking jokes. We were both riffing together. Okay. You're into it. Yeah. Like I'm having okay. fun. Like I was showing her like a bar that I like to go to. Like my friend used to work at. All so right. I just like, like it. Yeah. And we were just hanging out, shooting the shit, getting to know each other. Cause we didn't really text at all on Tinder. Like just like a little bit. Okay. I was just like, do you just want to get together? And so. Right. Right. She you just had, cut to the chase. Yeah. I was okay. like, this is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Because if like if someone doesn't if someone doesn't want to go out, you're just like again you're closing off yourself to an experience. Like why wouldn't you just want to meet? You right. Know some people I mean? just want to text back and forth with a person. Yeah, just to get some but level of attention. You. I've yeah. done that before. I've been yeah. that fella, but uh-huh. it's not. I'm over it. I don't. You're need not that. there now. I don't because I had no confidence then. But now right. that I do, it's like I don't need that anymore. Right. And and if you need that, you are allowed to need that. Yeah. But. You're I'm trying not, to get to the date. Yeah, I'm not yeah. the guy that's going to be able to give you that. I'm right. sorry. There's guys out there that want to do that. That's fine. Yeah. Find them, but that's just not for me. Totally. And no offense, you know, good luck to whatever you're yeah. trying to do. There's a ton of them out there. Right. Yeah. And, you know, but uh, so this girl, we, we hit it off really well, joking around. Like, yeah. we got to know each other, like, pretty well, talking about our family, like, our jobs, goals, careers, stuff like that. Okay. And, like, I had a fun time. And then, uh, like, the, I didn't text her the next day, so I texted her on Saturday. 
and I was like, hey, we should, that was fun. We should, you know, do that again. She's like, yeah, what are you doing Sunday? Yeah. So I went over, I got off work from Wiley's and I went over there to this bar, downtown Dayton. Yeah. And like, we were just, have you ever heard of Century Bar? Yeah. Yeah. That's the place where we went. Okay. I don't belong in Century Bar. <laughs> okay. Um, but so we were there and like, I just like felt awkward. Like right away I was like kind of uncomfortable. What happened? She just like, what happens in that meantime? I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like what? I don't know. I think... Where does the chemistry go? Right. I, Yeah, and I had this experience with a girl where like, I was like really into her. Yeah. And I didn't see her for three days. And she like, like I we, like was going to date this girl. And you were she, stoked. Yeah. You was, were smitten. You already... You well, were, this you is were, a different girl, but this was a girl I was stoked on. Yeah, okay. And like we didn't hang out for two days and I saw her. She like gave me a hug, kissed me. She's like, I missed you. And I was like, oh man. Like in my head. I was like, I didn't miss you like at all. Oh, wait, this was, which girl this was this? A, this is a different girl. Okay. And so I was like, oh, I guess, I guess this, this isn't a thing, which is fine. You know? You just didn't, wait. I just like lot, like I think. I thought you were into her. I was. And then I wasn't. <laughs> it, it sucked, but I was like, ah, you know. You just didn't have it? Yeah, I just lost it. Just, it. it just went somewhere else? Yeah, I think because when you meet somebody, like there's so much promise, like you get excited about it and you okay. like, really sell yourself and stuff like that. Yeah, you're and fake. It, yeah. You're like... Well, I think it's not necessarily fake, but it's uh, like you're overemphasizing certain sides of you. You're fake. Yeah, okay. You're a fake guy. <laughs> you have a fake you're a guy. guy that doesn't exist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I think... But this girl and I hung out like a bunch, so like I was really into this girl and then it's all of a sudden like... It's just, you just lose that initial excitement, I think. And I think where people run into trouble is they don't openly communicate that. And that's when people get hurt and get yeah. like dragged along. Oh, yeah. And you have to be open. Like communication is super important to me. Like you have to, like if you're feeling a certain type of way. Right. Tell me, you know, like I'm not going to judge you for it. I might be disappointed you're not feeling this way anymore, but. You don't, nobody wants to break anyone's heart. Right. And nobody I think, wants to disappoint people. Yeah. And I've, yeah. I, had a convers- I had the conversation with that girl. Like, it tore me up. Like, I was upset that, like, I didn't like this girl anymore. Like, I felt horrible. Right. Because I did like her so much and I knew she liked me. Yeah. But I was like, I can't fake this. That's not fair to you. And, no. like, it's just one of those situations where, like, if we did date, it would end bad. Like, yeah. it wouldn't, like, I think I would probably fuck up in this situation. Just Dude. because I didn't have that, in- that anymore, I didn't have that, like, hook on her. Right. Like for me. So I was like, you didn't want to come back. Right. And I don't yeah. want to like, and I'm going to be on the road, you know, the next cut. And I like, I've never cheated on somebody and I don't ever want to. Yeah. But like with this, like losing that, like fun excitement about somebody, I think that's how you end up cheating. Cause you just don't give a shit. You don't. Yeah. And then also I would say I've seen this sometimes people don't know how to they've lost the excitement they don't care anymore mm-hmm. and they don't know how to just say i i don't want to do this i don't i'm done so they will cheat on someone for the right. reason being it gives them a vent it gives like mm-hmm. them a reason to break up with them absolutely They're like it, well with that girl that i moved in with and stuff when she cheated on me she oh wait tell the um we're uh we're doing it so just okay. give, give well, just just, like, a little it's backstory. It's a short, okay, I will yeah. precede by saying when I when this was going on, I talked about it way too much. I said a lot of shit I shouldn't have said. Yeah, you can snap was, it, man. And so it was just like a bad experience. So I've definitely tried. I've worked a lot amending some of the shit that I fucked up by talking about it so okay. much. Um, so this is just the synopsis. It's like a basis overview. Yeah. Um, I was really into this girl. We moved really quickly. Uh, we moved in together. Uh-huh. When we moved in together, she didn't have a job at the time. She got one, but she had to wait two weeks. Okay. So I was like paying for everything. But you were in love. You didn't care. Yeah, I did not give a shit. I was yep. like, we're going to be together forever. This doesn't really matter. It's my lady. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, this is the gal that I'm into. Yeah. You know, the song Prototype by Outkast, that was our song. Wow. Do you know that song? I, that's a deep cut. I don't think I do. Oh, you have to give it a, right, you have I'll to give give it a, a spin, dude. Right. It's so good. It'll take me uh, back to your romantic yeah. situation. Um. So that was like the thing, like... And then I was really into this girl. And then she ended up cheating on me with another comedian. Um, Crazy. Yeah, it was nuts. And so I was like losing my shit. I was like, this has never happened to me before. It was like my first adult relationship that was serious in any How'd kind of way. How'd you find out? She told me. Straight up. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, my whole thing was like, well, this isn't, like, we can fix this. You wanted to fix it? Yeah, I was naive. I love this girl. You know what I mean? So like, I just was like, whatever it's going to, and I had no self-respect or confidence. Oh, that'll do it. Yeah. So you don't love yourself. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, and so I do now. So, (laughs) but like at the time I was just like, oh man, what the hell? Yeah. So how do I fix it? And so we tried and she ended up cheating. You know, it didn't work out. Yep. Um, 
And then like I was real tore up for a couple months, like real bad. Yeah. Um, like I was having like panic attacks every day. My depression got like super intense and mm-hmm. I was going to therapy all the not time. Not the regular regular level of yeah, depression. Yeah, not like the fun, yeah. like whimsy depression. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, yeah. Just like really intense. Like one time I had seven panic attacks in one day and like okay, it yeah. was intense. So then she like contacted me and then like we got back together for a month and she ended up doing the same thing where she cheated on me again. again. And I wasn't as tore up this time. What was her excuse? Ah, I, I mean... I don't even remember. You didn't even care. You're like, at this we'll make point, it like, work. I'm so over the situation. Like, it doesn't matter okay. anymore. Oh, so like, after the second time, you're like, all right, this like, is... Like, I was bummed for a couple of weeks, but I was like, fuck this. Like, sorry for cursing, but like... Go nuts. You can tell you want. But I was yeah. just like, fuck this. I, I deserve better than that. And I yeah. think that's one of the things, like, I was talking to this girl yesterday. It's like, we, we've been through, like, bad experiences. Yeah. And I think going through bad experiences it's in the moment it's not good like it's very difficult obviously <laughs> i love that bad. just say it say when you're going through a bad experience when you're going through a bad good. experience it ain't good okay uh, yeah all right some would say it's bad yeah uh, <laughs> okay yeah um so it sucks but i think at the end of it you identify do i want to treat people this way do i want to be treated this way do i deserve to be treated this way okay and will i let myself be treated this way oh uh, yeah and so you take, you have to take, from every experience you have, you have to take something out of it and say, you learn from it. Yeah. You, you learn from everything you do. So I think from it, it helped me identify like what she did was wrong. And in, in this situation, I did things that were wrong. And mm-hmm. I don't want to be the guy that does those bad things again. Right. Like talking shit about the comic on stage. That's not fucking cool. No. That's terrible. That's a not horrible a thing to do. Yeah. And shit talking on Facebook and Twitter. That's mm-hmm. not okay. It's yeah. not okay. Yeah. And I, I'm sure I've heard relationships with people that just watched me do those things and were unimpressed and like disappointed in me for doing those things. Right. So it, you learn about yourself by fucking up and seeing other people fuck up and being in it. You take out like, what am I going to take from this to help me be a better me? Yeah. And I think that's what people should do. Yeah. I, I totally agree. It's about, what do you think of this? What do you think of this? You receive that negative energy. Girl cheats on you. She betrays you. Mm -hmm. You're full of this negative energy. Right. And now you have to make the decision. Am I going to take... The only thing I want to do is release this negative energy onto other people to make myself feel better. Right. I think a lot of it for me was like, since I was so lost because I've never gone through that experience before, and no experience like that is the same... I was just talking about it, trying to figure it out with anybody that I could. Yeah. And like, maybe you can tell me one thing that's going to make it all okay. Yeah. Make me feel better. And that's what I was yeah. trying to do. And I'm, I made a bunch of mistakes in that, you know, but yeah. I wish I didn't do all the things that I said. You didn't yeah. say all the things I said. Totally. But I think it was a good learning experience. Like I'm embarrassed by my behavior. Yeah. Absolutely. Like I really don't want to be that kind of person or have that reputation. Yeah. Of a guy that just shit talks when Nobody he's sad. Nobody likes that guy. <laughs> no one likes that guy. No. I, I was a chore to be around. Yeah. No one wants to be around Like We could be joking around the next second. I could be breaking down. Like, right. You know, and that's not yeah. good for me or for anyone else. No one's going to want to hang out with Dan Sabree. Exactly. he's always crying or talking yeah. shit. Yeah. yeah. And so fuck that dude. Fuck Dan. Fuck his comedy. Fuck everything he stands right. for. Yeah. And now I have to, I'm working real hard to like. I think I may have, I fucked up pretty hard, but I think I'm trying to mend it now just yeah. with some of the mistakes that I've made. But it was an overall, like, I really wish I didn't say some of those things that I said or did some of the things that I did. Yeah. But at the end of the day, the only reason I know I don't want to do those things again is because I did them once. And it didn't work out. And it didn't work out. And it yeah. didn't make me feel better. It made me feel worse. Oh, yeah. So you, what made you get to the point where you decided, whoa, this behavior is only making things worse. Maybe try something else. Um, a couple comics were like, stop talking about her on stage, man. Okay. It only hurts you. Yeah. And then uh, Cam O'Connor was one of the guys that was like, I'm not real happy with what you did. Okay. And that was good to hear. Yeah. Because I think people were just like, he's upset. Let him be upset. He'll figure it out. But I didn't know how to figure it out. So it took Cam kicking me in the ass to be like, shut the fuck up. Get it together. Right. This isn't a big deal. Yeah, tough love. Yeah, and that was like, and that's and that helped me like with stuff going on or seeing some people are like jerks to people. I'm like, and I go up to them, be like, you don't want to, you don't want to do that. Trust me, like you've I've learned a lesson. Yeah, and so yeah, I think you can preach it. Yeah, like I think a lot of people are so fr- like I personally am so afraid of people not liking me 
that if I see some behavior that I've gone through, yeah, sometimes I just won't say anything. I'm like they'll they'll figure it out. I did, but it honestly it took someone kicking me in the ass to get to change. Yeah. So like, and I still love Cam to death. Like he's a great guy. Yeah. You know, and it was really important that he did what he did. So yeah, tell people like communicate, man. Like yeah, if something's bad, you gotta let somebody know because a lot of the time people do bad things out of ignorance and not out of malice. I think that's a lot of what happens. Yeah. I don't think anyone tries to be a piece of shit. I think they just do something that is shitty and they don't know why it's shitty and it takes so, like someone to tell you like that's not cool, man. It's just the natural thing to do. Yeah, and my buddy Jonathan Patterson was there like from uh-huh. the get-go with me. Like when when it first happened, like I stayed at his house for a week cuz I didn't want to tell my family. I was like I just moved in with this girl yeah. and now it's like dissolving. What do I do? Yeah. And so like, yeah, I mean, it, but it took people telling me like, dude, you got to get it together. And it was a lot like, do I want to be the guy that's a sourpuss and a chore to be around? Or yeah, do I want to be me, who I think I'm like a f- like nice guy. Like I, I don't want to be shitty. Right. I want. I don't want to bring people down. I want to bring people up and make you, them have a good time. You want people to be attracted to you. You want people to see Dan's brain and be like, Dan's here. Thank God Dan is here. I love Dan. He makes me feel good. I like his energy. Yeah, like I think it's definitely selfish. Like the motives is like, I want to be liked by everyone. I want everyone to be like, oh, Dan, he's a great guy. All no, I don't think that's selfish at all. I think you're just saying, I want to give people positive energy. Right. Like I, like I think with stand up, I think you would probably would agree with me on this. It's like, I think tragedy permeates day to day life for everybody. Okay. So I think that, like, when. So when we go up on stage, we're up there for one reason and one reason only is to distract people from whatever they're going through and make them laugh and feel real good for however long we get. Yeah. And then you move it right along. That's the whole point. Yeah. So I want to be that person in real life where someone's like, if I'm going through some shit, oh man, I'm going to go hang out with Dan. You know why? He's going to make me feel good. Maybe he'll even bring it up. Talk to me about it. Make right. me feel good about the situation. Maybe give me some guidance if he can. Yes. But like, that's what I want. I want to be able to help people. And that's all I really give a shit about. Comedy. You're right. And you know what I will say to that? To kind and there of... are, I do want to say there are selfish motives in that, but I oh, think yeah. overall, like, like I would love to be like a great joke writer and be like crazy famous. Like that'd yeah. be great. But man, if I can just make a room full of 50 people laugh. Yeah. I'm okay with. There are two different things. Right. There are two different desires. One's the natural desire for you to pull out your dick and conquer the world with it. Right. Yeah. And then the other is to help people. And right. I think that's the natural. Well, you got to remember every time you do stand up, every time you go up and you bomb, you don't do well. It was never about you, mm-hmm. it was about the audience. It was about you giving something to the audience. Mm-hmm. You giving them joy. You giving them that relief from the day-to-day. Right. And if you didn't do it, you should be bummed out that you were not able to give those people that. Exactly. Like the last episode. Uh, like, yeah. If you don't do well on stage, it's 100% your fault. Yeah. Like, I think sometimes, like on Wednesday, go bananas. That crowd was tight. Okay. But you know what? I should have really, I mean, I should have worked way harder, tried to connect with them way better and just mm-hmm. do what I, I should have given it like 140%. I should have just really went after it. And, you know, and so if they didn't laugh at something, that's my fault because I'm up there saying, I'm going to make you laugh. That's the context of what we're in. Yes. And if I don't, I have failed to connect with you and that's on me. It's not on you. Right. Because you're just here waiting to be connected with. Right. You, you don't want me to do poorly. No. And when I do, it's my fault. Yeah. Yeah, it's the way, and I think that's the best way you can do it, is to go out saying, I'm going to give. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give relief from day to day. Mm -hmm. I'm not here to get validation. Mm -hmm. When I leave, I I get energized from coming off and thinking, these people are experiencing joy. Not like, I'm experiencing joy because I'm getting a ton of laughs. Right, and you mentioned validation, I think... I think when people start doing stand-up, it's for validation. Like, I think they're like, totally. I want people to say that I'm good at something, like to back me up, to yeah. pat me on the back. But I think you reach a certain point in life in general, but especially with stand-up, you're like, I don't really need the validation anymore. Yeah. Like, it's nice, and I enjoy the nice things, the compliments people say, but I don't, I don't need it anymore. And that's when I think you really start to, like, figure out a little bit more, like, who you should be on stage and who yeah. you are as a person. Like, just being, like, being okay with you. Yep. And that's actually, I have a couple. I've been listening to a shitload of hip hop recently. Yeah. Go for it. Outcast on the way over here. Uh, 
one of the things I really liked is Equemini by Outkast, like a killer album. Okay. There's certain lines in there that are really good. Like, so we're talking about like stand up and like making people feel better. Yeah. There's this one line, Andre 3000's talking about going like into this like rap club and it, he's like walks in, he's like the DJ's over there sweating out the worries and troubles of the day. Okay. Like, so I think you have every day, tragedy permeates day to day life for everybody and gets intense. And I think comedy is therapeutic. But in the way that you have all this tension, and at the end of the day, all you're trying to do is make you and other people feel good. Yeah. And that's the therapy of it. It's not bitching about, it's not when I went on stage and was calling out this comic, yeah. I was bitching about my ex-girlfriend. That's not therapy. What's right. therapy is saying, despite these things, we're going to try real hard together yeah. to have a killer time. And that's what's really cool about it. Totally. Yeah. I think, yeah, to that to that point, it's just making it about others and just saying, yeah, despite all of this on a base level, isn't it all funny? Right. Just kind of funny. Yeah, like it's all, yeah, it's goofing around. We're goofing together. And that's yeah. what we're going to do for a while. I may, Stuff might get heavy. I may throw some heavy stuff in there. But if you trust me enough right. and you're along with it, then maybe we'll learn something out of it. Maybe I'll learn something. Maybe you learn. Maybe nobody learns anything. But if I'm making you laugh, who cares? If we had a good time. Yeah, that's yeah. all that really matters at the end of the day. What do you think? Okay, what do you think of this? Like, because I think about it sometimes, and when nobody wants to see these things, when I go on stage, I make sure that I am not scared. I'm not scared. I don't get flustered. I never appear to be anxious or nervous. Mm -hmm. I don't want to seem like I I have fear in me. Mm -hmm. Because the audience does not want to see that. They know fear. They already have fear when I go up. They don't want to see fear. Fear makes people uncomfortable. Yeah, and I think I think that comes from like not wanting to be fearful because if you think about like how many people have come up to you after a show, after you fucking crushed it, you fucking murdered the best set of the night, that's the best that you've ever had. How many people have come up to you and be like, that was really good, man, I could never do what you do. Yeah, no one. They're scared of what you do. Right. And if you walk up there scared, right. like, oh, this motherfucker's just like us. Yeah. And like what you're trying to, what, the first impression is like, who is this cat? What's he all about when you walk on stage? Right. And then you say, no, 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 no. I'm just like you guys. But you don't want to go up there like, I'm just like you guys. You know right. what I mean? I'm nervous. I'm a little spooked. You don't want that. You want to communicate confidence and being okay with you and bringing people into that. People want to see, They okay, they want to see, they want to see when I'm on stage, they want to see themselves through me and they want to see the positive aspects of themselves, mm-hmm. not the aspects that they don't like. Exactly. Like, how many times have you watched, before you started doing stand-up, how many times have you watched somebody be like, oh, I could do that? Oh, yeah, like all the time. Exactly. Yeah. And so that, like that, I think the difference between like, sorry, I had a burp. Oh, nah, dude, coffee. everyone's burping <laughs> in, yeah. Um, but I think um, some people, when they see it, like the difference between comics and people that don't do stand-up. Yeah. Because when a comic says, oh, I can do that, they honestly believe it, and then they do it. Right. And that's what propels good comedy. Yep. Like, I can do that. How do I do that? I'm going to try and do that. Yeah. But then with an audience member, it's like, I could do that. This person and I are a lot alike. I like where this person's going. I yes. think that's the relation. Is like, I, you identify with what I'm doing. You think you could do it, but you're not. Yes. And that's okay. So you can imagine, like, I think when you go to like a rock and roll concert, like a comedy show, sometimes yeah. I imagine, like, if I'm saying like Dave Waite or Jeff or something, like, like, what if that was me up there doing what their jokes and crushing? Like, how great would that feel if right. that was me up there? Yeah. You know, or like I see... You live like, vicariously through them. Yeah. And yeah. Because it doesn't even seem that implausible. Right. And I think... You look like those guys. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You could be that, you know? Yeah. And I think like if you don't... Like, I think... I think living vicariously through people sometimes can be good. Yeah. Like if you're like, man, I wish I was Jeff Tate. You're like, well, how can I be as close to Jeff Tate in terms of doing what he does on like how good he is at stand-up well, yeah. how can i how can i get there because you live vicariously but you're still dissatisfied with what you just experienced right but even even sometimes though they like jeff tate a guy that's not you mm-hmm. let's take a guy that's like you but he doesn't do comedy mm-hmm. but he sees jeff tate on stage and he sees this guy that's like him and he's extremely confident and he's like extremely funny he has complete control of a room they leave thinking like man that guy was so much like me and he was so in control i feel so much better because i feel like him 
and that guy is awesome. Mm-hmm. I now feel awesome. Yeah, like they make you feel good. I think sometimes like watching Tate, like his confidence on stage, especially when I had no self-confidence. I was yeah. Like, if this guy can be confident, he can show me how confidence works. Yeah. It's achievable. Right. I think good comedy also inspires a lot. Oh, for sure. And maybe not like, maybe I want to do stand-up. Maybe it's just like, oh, I talked about asking out a girl like at a supermarket. Like, yeah. why don't I try that? Why don't I just do a thing he talked about? Yeah. And I think like, or like, just be like, he's accomplishing a dream. What are my dreams? What can I go after? Yeah. Even if it's not comedy. Yeah. It's just yeah. like, whatever. Right. And I think it's like, it boils down to like you being okay with you. Like once you get to the point where you're like, I'm okay with who I am as yes. a person, like, accepting that you still have a lot to learn, a lot to grow. Yeah. But you're like, I think I'm okay. Yes. I, I, I think, I think comedy is a direct reflection of that. I think mm-hmm. everything in life, that's the goal in life is to realize who you are and mm-hmm. realize that you're a good person and you care about people and then not caring about how anyone else perceives you because you know I'm good. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. I'm good. And I think comedy has that to it, but you're on stage just being the guy you are. Yeah, and I think it's much more immediate, I'm good. You know what I mean? Like, you get, Wait, go, yeah, go with that. So, like, you immediately feel that, like, oh, shit, I suck, or, like, oh, I'm oh, good. yeah. And so that, like, but I think, but you being okay with you, like, even in it when it's sucking like when it's sucking yeah it's not it's i think it what some say it sucks when you're <laughs> in a sucky experience some but, would um i know a couple guys that would say that but yeah. uh but at the end of it, you're like all right this isn't gonna this isn't gonna end who i am it's gonna further who i am yeah so when you bomb you're like all right that's on me right what the fuck did i do to ruin this situation yeah you gotta yeah you gotta look inwardly yeah and even if you have like a good set but some didn't hit you're like what did i do to make that not hit yeah what can i do to make it more accessible to make it good because i like that idea it's a funny idea right you know i've kind of honed it in yeah what can really push that part over the top and make it where i want it to be yeah Channeling self-improvement. Right. Blaming. All right, what about that? I'm going to make it. I'm going to make this really broad. Okay. Get into Don't it. blame anyone else for your failures or successes, no matter how large. Maybe let's, let's just stick with failures. Don't blame anyone else for your failures. Mm-hmm. Okay. Don't blame an audience that that joke didn't land the way you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Do what you're saying. Look back and say, you know what? That didn't go as well. But what didn't what didn't I do? Don't look at the audience and say, what a dumb audience. That was a brilliant joke. They just didn't laugh. But to look inwardly and say, that poor audience, I really had a good idea and I could have given them more. Yeah. Like, so just looking inwardly, like how can I improve yeah, and make myself and there, better? There have been times where I've gotten like sw- smarmy on stage and I'm like, man, you guys don't know what the fuck you're, you know? Yeah, it's but not like, a good but thing. But that's me being insecure about it. Oh, it's just, and that's anger. Ang- like anger is insecurity. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, so it's like, okay, I'm insecure about this and I'm blaming them, but that's just, you're not a victim. You're You're not. not. Even if you're in a bad situation, you're never a victim. No. You've been blessed so much. Yeah. I mean, give it, granted, there are situations where people are just victimized. Like, it's brutal. Like, but, yeah, yeah. But definitely in stand up. If you're like like, on a stage performing, like, get over yourself yeah like yeah You're and like i definitely didn't do that when i was younger but now i think i'm doing that more and i'm yeah. trying to like if i'm getting frustrated on stage i'm like okay it's not their fault this is your fault right I mean, focus up but, right but yeah you can't you shouldn't ever blame anyone for anything like yeah like i think if you go through like a bad experience and like you just kind of reflect on it constantly 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 it's like you're not you're not responsible for what you obsess over Okay. So like if you're bombing on stage and you're getting angry, you're not responsible for getting angry, but you're responsible for how you react to this emotion. Yeah, you are. So you're you're not you're not responsible for your obsessions, but you are responsible for your compulsions. Yes, that is that is what it is cuz it's if something bad is happening, the natural inclination, get angry. Mhm. And you may be bursting with anger, but how do you not burst and you channel it in a way? Right. Do you maybe just need to say you know what? You guys have been okay, but I'm done here. Maybe next time. Yeah. Rather Sometimes than, I'll yeah. apologize on stage. Like, oh, I'm sorry, guys. I just really didn't bring it tonight. I apologize. Enjoy the rest of the show. Yeah. You know, yeah. but like, um, 
don't know, like with that girl situation. Yeah, when we let's broke bring it back there. Like, I, it's, there was nothing wrong with me feeling as sad as I felt. There was nothing wrong with that. No. But what was wrong was when I went on stage yeah. and brought it up right. and talked poorly about other people. That's not yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not, me feeling sad isn't bad. That's okay and it's natural and it's normal. Yep. But what is bad is me being a dick about it. <laughs> yeah, man. That's what it is. It's the don't use any sort of bad thing that happens to you as an excuse to be bad to other people. Right. I think, why well, should we, I'll, can we get into my dad? I was thinking about bringing Yeah, totally. Up. Do it. All right. This isn't like, I'm not trying to get like pity or whatever. So don't feel No. Like, my dad was. I'm not going to give it to you. Okay, good. Yeah. I don't want that. I yeah. don't want that. No. At all. Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm who happening. I am. And it's because of this, these situations. So yeah. Don't pity me for who I am. That's rude. Yeah. I uh, won't. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> You're sweetie pie, Joey. I am. Um, so my dad was like real verbally and physically abusive to okay. me and my sisters when we were growing up. And it's uh, like a real like monster dude. Yeah. It's like not cool. Um, like one time we were all real young. Um, like my oldest sister, Libby is six years older than me. And then my other sister, Becca is two years older than me. And I have a younger brother who's two years younger than me. So we're all kind of close to around the same age, but Libby's definitely like, the oldest, obviously. Um, so she was like 10 and I was like four and she had this, like our parents bought Christmas presents and she found out where they were. She's like, I'm going to do something nice. I'm, we're going to all together wrap up these Christmas presents and then, like, mom and dad, like, will be happy, you know, it'll make things good. Mm-hmm. And we did that. He came home and just, like, beat the shit out of all of us for, like, ruining Christmas. Are you serious? Yeah. So, like, he took me upstairs and, like, I had, and he, like, picked me up and, like. You wrapped all the gifts. Yeah. Okay. Like, being nice. Yeah, you yeah, know? totally. So, he, like, picked me up, like, threw me, like, across the bed, like, I rolled and, like, hit my head on the headboard and, like, fell on the ground. But I like, peed while I was doing it because I was freaking the fuck out. Obviously, yeah. at four years old, you have no idea what's going on. Damn. And then he beat the hell out of me for that. For right. pissing on yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah, and so, like, he was kind of a monster dude. Oh, and, like, man. and like I when I was seven, I caught him cheating on my mom, and I had to tell her at seven. You know, like, just real, like, not positive experiences. Yeah. And But I think if you go deeper into, like, what happened. Like, my dad, obviously mentally unstable, right? And he his dad was mentally unstable. Okay. And so he, he him being mentally unstable, he's not responsible for that. But what he is responsible for is hitting his kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like screaming at his wife. Right. So he's responsible for those compulsions, which aren't okay. But like I found out like he never wanted to have kids because he was afraid of being a bad dad. Yeah. And he really was. And like it was terrifying for him. And that's where he made a bunch of mistakes. He didn't know what to do. Now, my parents got divorced because um, when I was, I think, 10 or something like that. Because um, I told my mom about the cheating thing. Well, my dad kept doing it and doing it and doing it. And um, he was going to go down to New Orleans. Just like, see, he was like, I'm just going to hang out with this lady. And I was like, no, you're not going to go hang out with some other woman. Yeah. You know, at fucking New Orleans. Like, that's not okay. We're married. I know what you're going to do. Yeah. You can't do that. And then he was like screaming at her. Like, just like, yo, you trifling bitch. Like, he's like, you, you, you got pregnant on purpose. Like, was screaming at her. Like, yeah. she was, like, on the ground, like, balled up. Like, right. I was just, like, watching from the other room, like, what the fuck do I do? Yeah. And then my little brother comes in with underwear, and he's just covered in shredded cheese. Like, he used to eat shredded cheese like a maniac when he was little. He just had, like, all over his face and his tummy, like, in his underwear. He's a weirdo. Man and, of my own heart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and my mom looks up at my brother, and she was like, did you do, did she, she was like, did you get into the cheese? While my dad's screaming at her. And he was like, uh-uh. He just oh was like, no. Gosh. And then my mom stood up. She's like, get the fuck out of my house. To who? To my dad. After the cheese. Yeah. In that moment, getting screamed, she's like, get the fuck out of my house. To your dad. Yeah. And he boogied. And then they got a divorce. And now... You remember that really well. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, shit. Mom's fucking a badass, dude. Like, she... It's a good... It comes back to like how do you deserve to be treated? And are you going to allow yourself to be treated a certain type of way because of your lack of confidence, because you think you don't deserve it? Yeah. And she, in that moment, realized, no, 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 no. I don't deserve this. Get out. You're not welcome here anymore. Yeah. And that's like, that was like a powerful moment where it's like, oh, this is a negative experience. But like, and like, she's not responsible for him 
screaming at her, being physically abusive. She's not responsible for any of that of all, at all. But what she is responsible, because of her position as my mom, right. she's responsible for allowing this to continue. Around her children. Yes. Yeah. And it's not bad. Like, that's not easy. That's tough. for. I can't even imagine going through that kind of experience. Like, that's, like, that's tragic, you know? Right. Like, you thought you loved this person. He's a terrible, terrible person at the time, you know? So, like, standing up and saying, no more is like the most powerful thing you can do. Taking control of us. In life, you have no control over any situation. No. Nope. So it's identifying what little control you have in these crazy situations. And that was an intense situation. And yeah. In the end, she decided she had all the control, and she did. Yeah. And that's what amazing. And so like, with that, if that's, if that's where the story with my dad ended, him just like being a piece of shit, like, then it's not that good of a story. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, he got remarried um, to a wonderful woman who is like still in our lives. Like we see her every single holiday. We go out to lunch like once a month. We meet up. She's gotten remarried. Yeah. She's a very important part of our life. So she got together with my dad and made him work on himself. That was the first time he'd ever had to do that. Like in his 40s, he was like finally working on himself. Yeah. And like he became an assistant scoutmaster in my Boy Scout troop, like watched me earn the rank of Eagle Scout, like became like a good dad. Wow. And like was like, and then when I was 18, I had just graduated high school. I just earned Eagle Scout. He got, he had been diagnosed with cancer. He, he just like completely changed who he was as a person. Yeah. Like he, um, like he was an attorney in Dayton, but he got disbarred for like screaming at a judge because uh-huh. he had real bad anger. He said rage. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and a lot of that comes from insecurities for him saying like, my argument's not good enough. I'm flipping the shit out on right. you for you being dumb, you know? But so he got disbarred, but then several years later he was work. he got, I don't know how you do it. Like he got it back or whatever. He's allowed to practice law again. And um, so he just became like a good guy. Like after a while, like he really worked his ass off on becoming a good person. And he was a good person at the end. And he got fired from his job because he took a pro bono case for this lady who was getting physically and verbally abused every day, and so were her children. And he took that case for free to get her out of the situation, which is one of the most redeeming things I've ever seen in any person. Yeah. Where he's like, oh, I've been that guy. Right. I've been that guy. I know you can't be around that. Yeah. And I, he probably related a lot to the guy that was doing that stuff. He probably did. He probably did. And he finally realized this is not okay. And he got them out of there, and then he got fired from his job. And he, he was like, it was never a mistake. Was of like, course not. He was like, what I did could have saved somebody's life. Maybe it didn't, but it improved someone's life. Man. And then he got sick. And then at the end of his life, like, we did home hospice care for a while, uh-huh. um, for like a week and a half. And he was like kind of talking. The last conversation I ever had with my dad, he looked at me. He said, I'm very sorry for everything I've done, and I'm very proud of you. Jeez, man. Yeah, and it was yeah. just like, so what do you take from that situation? Do you haul on him being a piece of shit? No. Yeah. You focus on, he changed. And that's what's amazing about people and experiences. Like, in the moment, it's not positive. Like, him dying, me taking care of him, like, cleaning him up was not a fun experience. Right. But it was all wor- all that tough stuff to go through. And he went through his own stuff. My mom went through it. Like, the entire family went through a bunch of stuff because of what he who he was but at the end of the day he was just like i fucked up and i'm sorry and you've turned out way better than i would have ever imagined anyone would have turned out my own kids yeah and that was just like because he was afraid of having children but at the end he was like i kind of i took what i was afraid of and i fucked up a lot real bad yeah but you guys are like okay Right. Like, you're going to be a third kid Somehow to go to college. Somehow it ended like, up that way, that it worked out and you made good children. Yeah. And yeah. like, and it was a lot of, I mean, I have to give credit. Like my mom was an amazing woman. Like yeah. still is like a lot of us turning out to who we are is because of our mom. But without right. my dad doing the certain things that he did, I wouldn't be who I am. You wouldn't. And I, I like who I am. I enjoy being me. So I kind of owed that to my dad a little bit. And I got my sense of humor from him. Yeah. So like... Yeah, things suck, but it's okay. Dude, you channeled, you were able to channel that negative energy into a good thing by saying, this is bad. Why is this bad? Let's avoid the bad. Mm-hmm. How can we not do what dad did? How can we not take this hostility we got from dad 
and make it ne- like just perpetuate it and just right. put an end to it. Like I, when I was younger, I had like really bad trouble controlling my anger. Like I was like, I'm I would sure. like hit my little brother. Like I would throw stuff all the time, and like it was bad. But like at 12 years old, I was like, I cannot turn out to be who Dad was. You made that realization, yeah, even like that right young. away. I was yeah. like, this isn't okay. And I think I think that's just how you be a good person. Like you identify something you either want to do or don't want to do, and then you kind of go with it. And you're like, how can I work on these things and become a better person? Yeah, dude. And without yes. without my dad being like how he was, yeah, I could be like that. You know what I mean? I could go off flying off the handle, screaming at people, hitting people. Right. Like, who knows who I would have been without experiencing that? Well, okay, let's bring it around. You know what I'm gonna say? Huh. You don't help anyone by being a pushover, by letting bad behavior fly. Mm-hmm. You're not helping anyone. You're making society worse. When right. Cam O'Connor came up to you and he said, "Hey, what you did made." Things bad for a lot of people, and we didn't like it. He's saying, Dan Sabri, your bad behavior doesn't fly, and you're hurting people, and I don't stand for it. And then you respond, and you say, rather than you just getting up and talking shit about people on stage and nobody saying anything, you Mm. think, this is okay. This is okay behavior. But Cam comes up to you, and he says, hey, that wasn't cool. I'm mad. You've, You've made me feel bad. He's telling you, in the same way, this uh, your stepmother helped your father, saying, mm-hmm. "This isn't gonna fly. You're not gonna." And the same thing with your mother, mm-hmm. like getting up and saying, "Get out, get the fuck out of my house." Mm-hmm. It's the same thing, saying, "This bad behavior, it's over. I'm done. It's not gonna fly. Putting an end to it. I'm not getting mm-hmm. pushed around anymore." Right, and I think sometimes people let themselves be a pushover, where it's like, yeah. I think a lot of the time, people have bad behavior, and they're just like, "Oh well." I'm just going to let myself do it. You know, just like yeah. not not taking, not being honest with yourself and being like, okay, is what I'm doing good? Is right. it hurting other people? Is it hurting me? Yeah. And if you just continue with that behavior that you're being a pushover, like, no, get up, work on it. Yeah. You're being like a pushover to yourself. Yeah. It's like, no, you, it's all about being okay with yourself. Like you don't, des- you don't deserve to be in a bad spot. And to make other people feel feel bad, like it's not it's yeah. not good. You don't deserve that. You everyone deserves a good life. Mm-hmm. And if you don't allow yourself to have a good life, you're being a dumb dumb. Yeah, yeah. I think, dude, that's what it. You're a dumb dumb because you're just saying, I want to live in this place of negativity, but I also want other people to live in this place of negativity with mm-hmm. me. Right, and that's it's that's horrible. That's the most selfish thing you can do. It's gross, man. Yeah, it's like there's. I think there's good selfishness and there's negative selfishness, and I think that aspect is very, very negative. We're just yeah. allowing yourself to do whatever you want, not consider other people, and just be shitty. Because you have a free pass because something bad happened to you. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And it's like, yeah, shit's happened to me that's been like negative experiences. Yeah. Like there's been a lot, but I'm not. Yeah, we've feel, heard about some. Yeah, like I don't feel. I don't feel bad about it. Like no. There were times that I did, and I have yeah. felt sorry. I'm not going to lie and say I haven't. You know, everyone's done that. Right. But it's, it's how are you going to interpret it, and how are you going to learn from it? I think yeah. that's really, really important to do. Yeah, man. That's really what it is. And having the humility to understand that you're not the only fish in the sea, and that everything you do affects another person. Right. I think... And that's what's great about like stand up and like my family, my friends. Like it's always a, it's always been a community. Yeah. Like I've got like I've been very blessed with stand up, like getting things before I was ready and just having a lot of great opportunities. And like those did come from me working very very hard. Right. But it also came from other people saying Dan's worthy of this opportunity. So it took. Yes. So it, I've never achieved anything by myself. Yeah. I mean, one of the things like with the Eagle Scout. Or like with stand-up, I've never done anything alone. It's always been other people have been there backing me up or helping me out. Dude, gratitude. If you live life with gratitude, you're going to get a lot further. Yeah, and I'm thankful. Like I've had crazy, amazing experiences because of just wonderful people being put in my life. And like we care about each other and like I'll do things for them, but they've really come through for me. Yeah, and you're the type of person you probably don't even really think about as much how all those things you've done for them 
you're probably you probably think, wow, these people have been so great to me. I don't know how I'm ever going to repay them. Yeah, like that's the thing is like I don't know like like Aaron Evans is one of the, my best pals. You mm-hmm. know, he's a great guy. He runs the club at Wiley's, and he's put me on a lot of stuff. I don't know how I've helped him out. I'm yeah. sure I have, but that doesn't matter what I've done right. for him. What matters to me is what he's done for me. And like, right. how can I how can I show my gratitude? How can I be yeah what he deserves because of what he thinks I deserve? Dude, and that's and you're gonna you're gonna continue getting opportunities there because you're gonna continue to be professional and be grateful for the opportunities and doing right by the person that looked out for you and not getting some sort of ego and saying, I'm hot stuff. I'm doing, you know, I'm, I'm getting all this because I'm great. Mm-hmm. You're saying, I'm yeah. getting all this because somebody's looking out for me and I'm going to continue to look out for them. Yeah, like I definitely have the confidence that like when I've been given these opportunities, I haven't squandered them. Like I have that exactly. kind of confidence. Yeah, totally. and I think everyone should. It's self-respect. Yeah. But I know I wouldn't have those opportunities without these other people. Right. And that's... And that's what really, like, other that, stand-up, dude, it's all about other people. Yeah. It's very little about yourself, I think, if you're doing it correctly. Interesting. Yeah. To really, I would, dude, let's extend that to life. Yeah. I think your life's going to be better the more you put yourself in other people's shoes and the more joy you try to give to other people mm-hmm. and the less concern about your own self. Yeah. I can enjoy life more. I think, but I think to get to that point, like in Buddhism, they have this, um, you're religious. Yeah. Okay. Um, which one? If you don't mind me asking. Um, it's, uh, it's like Judeo Christian. Okay. Right. Yeah. On. It's a little less, uh, it's not like evangelical. I'm mm-hmm. kind of left that world, but yeah. Judeo Christian. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I think you seem like a pretty progressive dude, so you probably wouldn't agree with what I'm saying, but a lot of the time the main argument I heard in school about why Buddhism is bad is because it's very selfish. Okay. But the idea in Buddhism is you work on yourself to be the best you that you can be so you can then go out and improve other people's lives. Interesting. So I think being able, like there are times like six months ago, I was a selfish piece of shit. I really was. But I think everyone has that time in their life where, like, yeah, I got to figure out something here. Yeah. And I think once you work on yourself enough, you can start to help other people. Yeah. No, totally. I totally. I know. I agree with that completely. And it's like, there's this quote by Andre 3000 again. It's in this song. He's like, Andre, this is Andre. You two are going to have to make amends. Like, you have to be okay with yourself to be okay for other people. Yeah, you do. I, dude, I totally, I think that's entirely true. I think you have to be, you were broken. You were, you, you need to get to a point where you're like, wait, nobody, I'm not a big deal. Nobody owes me anything. Nobody, you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. I can either, I got to live life knowing that no one owes me anything and everything I'm given, I'm grateful for. Then you can begin to, give joy to other people yeah there's this there is um this pottery i can't i think it's indian i can't remember um Mm -hmm. like from india not like in the racist way but uh, (laughs) you're cool we know Um, you're not a racist no one's a racist but i I could be wrong about where it's from but it's this it's beautiful ornate pottery okay that's been broken yeah it's shattered big chunks all over the place but what they used to do is they'd have gold gold inlays so they piece it back together and then glue it together with the gold. So now the parts that were originally weak are now the strongest, most beautiful parts of the entire piece of pottery. Yeah. So you have to take these tough situations, like me growing up with a abusive father, that was very difficult. It cracked me a little bit. Right. And now I'm working on like, well, how can I make that a good part of me? Yeah. How can I make that an attractive part where people are like, Dan's been through some shit, you know? He's stronger because of it. Like that's, yeah, and, gosh, and then maybe man. I can show, and if someone, I know people that have like battle with depression, anxiety, yeah. whenever I get an opportunity, I even send a message like, Hey, if you're going through some shit, I've been there. Just hit me up. We'll talk about it. We don't right. have to talk about it. We can talk about anything else. Anything yeah. you need from me because you're going through something that I went through, let me know. I'm going right. to do my best to help you out. Yeah. And so having those cracks, putting gold over them, now they're strong. And now I can use that. Like it's, it's creating beauty. So how can I show that beauty to other people? And by that, I mean just helping out whoever I can going through these tough situations. Yeah, man. 
Totally. That's what it's, that's really, you can either just stay cracked. Mm-hmm. You can either. And the only thing that staying cracked does is make you unattractive. It does. You know what I mean? Man, like, who wants this a, is a sick analogy. <laughs> I love this. Like who wants a fucked up piece of pottery? Nobody does. You don't no. deserve to be a fucked up piece of pottery. It's you know true. How, you may not know how to fix it, but you know there's like, oh, there's probably glue, maybe some tape. What am I going to do to fix this? Right. Dude, what, even, yeah, man. I think uh, to make it even, I mean, I'll, a little bit of a different direction, but because I love this analogy. I think we, I think we can all, can you imagine a piece of pottery that has not been cracked but it also has no gold on it mm-hmm. do you know the type of person i'm talking about yeah that's... it's just like they've kind of floated through a life unscathed mm-hmm. and they're they're they have no facets to them you know what i mean there's yeah. no pain and i'm like man you have no pain you have not been no, broken. no pain that we see we don't know though that's true on the inside there could be a couple dents you yeah. know so I mean, I try to live without pretense now, you know, but... Good for you. We... I'm a judgmental piece of shit. No, you're great, Joey. What are you talking about? No, I know what you mean, No, but I mean... That's a good point. That's a really good point, though. Like, to us, like, I don't know what's going on inside your head. Like, you're probably damaged in some ways that I'm not aware of. Right. You know? Um, So, to me, on face value, like, hey, you just look like a normal pot. Like, I like that. I like that pot. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, I love that pot. It's a... What a cute pot, you know? But... Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. But, like, I... You, you don't, don't know. Ha- you don't have. You don't have to go through shit to be good person. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, as long as you're self aware and working on some stuff that you need to work on and trying to make stuff good for other people. Yeah, you're good people. You yes. It doesn't matter how you get there as long as you're there. Yeah, totally. Golden cracks make you interesting, though. I yeah, probably. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Golden cr- like you meet someone with a lot of golden cracks. You know, mm-hmm. you're a guy. I need to stop playing with this can. But you're a guy. You're a guy with a lot of golden cracks. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, a couple. But I think people that do this podcast, it's about exposing those golden cracks. Okay. Yeah. You know. Get into that. Bringing that sort of being honest. Here's my mistake, but mm-hmm. here's how I took that crack and filled it with gold. Right. Well, and the only reason I got there is because other people were like, "Fucking straighten yourself out." <laughs> you oh, know? just give yourself some credit. <laughs> no, I mean, no, I know what you mean. No, no, I mean it does take. Like with stand-up and with like yeah. working on myself. It does take me deciding we're going to do this. Exactly. We're going to work hard at this. And then hopefully something will come out of it. Yeah. But I would never would have gotten there without people like, you're funny. Or stop doing that. Do this. Like, right. You Help. know what I mean? It's, totally. It's all about support system and it's community. And that's what we have here. And we're real lucky for it. Yeah, man. You do. You got to you gotta support others keep that positive energy going in a big circle mm-hmm. because rising tide floats all boats yeah yeah um, man well dude yeah we better wrap up but you got sure. uh you got any dates yeah actually um oh shit you're like full of dates man uh saturday a week from today when's this come out monday okay so do you have anybody that listens in pennsylvania i think so Okay, uh, I'll be somewhere in Pennsylvania. <laughs> Go find him on Saturday, April thirtieth. All if you guys like add me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or whatever, I'll put something out there. Plug it all. Plug all. But that. Uh, yeah, I'll be featuring for the very funny Kevin Hoover in Pennsylvania. Nice. Um, and then May seventh and 9th, I'll be hosting for Joe List at Morty's Comedy Joint in Indianapolis. And then um, let's see, May. May 22nd to the 25th, I'll be hosting for Larry Reeb at the Dayton Funny Bone. Nice. Um, and then uh, June th- 2nd to the 4th, I'll be hosting for Joe List at the Laughing Derby in Louisville. And then I'll be at my favorite club in the whole entire world, Wiley's Comedy Joint, uh, hosting for somebody um, June 6th, or yeah, June 10th and 11th. Cool. And then Dayton, Ohio. Dayton, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause that's my town, love it to death. Uh, Dyt, yeah, nine three heaven, yeah, and uh, yeah, super dope comedy show May tenth. That's the thing. That's what I love is that yeah. show. So if you don't come to Wiley's, come to the Funny Bone. I'll get you free tickets. But if you if you don't, check out Super Dope. It's the best thing you'll ever experience. Yeah, yeah. You plug your uh, 
So what, what's your Twitter and what's your Instagram? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, add me on Facebook at Dan Sabri. That'd be cool. Uh, then we can message it better because I'll get it on my phone. Yeah. But uh, Twitter is Dan Sebree, and I think Instagram is Infinite Ginger. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, because David Foster you. Wallace, Infinite Jest, and I tried to yeah. do Infinite Jester because I was like, that'd be cool as shit. Yeah. That was already taken. So I was like, well, I'm a ginger. I'll just throw that in there. Infinite <laughs> Ginger's better. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, thank right. you. Thank you so much, man. This was a lot of fun. Dude, thank you. No problem, buddy. Yeah. All right. Well, it's been real. Guys, you can check out Joey and Super Dope Comedy Show in July. Yeah. I didn't haven't told you about the date, but you're on the one in July. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be killer, guys. All right. Well, later. Bye.